All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Wednesday, May 17th of 2023. Here we have the Eastern Conference Finals uh, for between Miami and Boston. Uh, tipping off tonight i think i think is the right word here uh should be fun should be really cool and then uh DraftKings also has their two game wednesday to thursday two game main slate for the second game of the uh lakers and denver we also have some mlb going on today there's an early five game slate as well as the seven game main slate later today DraftKings has four classic slates going on we have golf teeing off tomorrow for the pga championship so that should be awesome and then we also have nhl back tomorrow so plenty of dfs action happening today through the rest of the week here for those of you who are new here welcome my name is andrew one of the coaches over here at saber sims a show where we go over how to use the saber sim app answer any and all dfs related questions that come in live in the youtube chat in the office hours channel in our discord server or via support you can reach us at support at sabersim.com as as well here so uh that being said you know not too much else to, for the intro here you're gonna get the app pulled up uh we have two questions in actually three questions in the discord to get us started today and we have looks like daniel early here in the youtube chat so we're gonna knock all these questions out but if anybody has any additional questions now is always a great time to get those in here so uh gonna start with this one from kevlar kevlar 87 Question says, I just upgraded from basic to pro. Is there a more recent video tutorial that explains all the different features? The only one I could find was seven months ago. So I'm not sure if there is a more updated version or not. Uh, so the easiest, I mean, to be honest, the, the thing that I did uh, to, to go and figure this out is I went over to our YouTube channels, like the best place to go. And then in the search bar, just type in pro. Give it a keyword here. So this was the main video that we did uh, behind the Sims episode 18, building a strong DFS process with Saberson Pro. Uh, I had Jordan, Andy, and Matt on for like the unveiling of Saberson Pro. We talked about it here. So this this was a really good video, and then I've talked about it periodically here. Um, I think uh, you could click into this video here, and then uh, all of all right, what is going in in the description? They're timestamped here, so you can just click to the portions of the video that you want to listen to so we have this saberson pro at 532 saberson pro part 2 at 1120 and then if we go down here there's a saberson pro features explained at 4746 here so um we 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 demo the features each and every day but if you're looking for some content on it i think that those are probably the two videos uh, that I that I would suggest, and then we also have you know other other times that it comes up. Should I upgrade to Saberson Pro um, throughout throughout these office hours videos? So search Pro on the YouTube channel and see if you can find some sound bites that help you um, explain anything, or if you have any specific questions, I'm happy to help you out here on the show. All right, uh, next question here from Bills Nut sixty six. Question says, if entering three 20 max contests, would you prefer sorting by unique rank or unique random? Uh, good question here. So uh, I, I've really gone back and forth about this like a lot uh, throughout the season here. I mean, I know we're only like a month and a half in. Um, so so I used to do unique rank um, where I would 
order the contest based on like prize pool. So, so what I would do is say, let's say that I had a um, $4 20 max, say I have a $1 20 max and a 25 cent 20 max, right? Uh, three different kind of price levels. What I would do is in, in the entries tab, I would put the $4 20 max first, the $1 20 max second, and the 25 cent 20 max third. And then I would fill by unique rank where my best lineups are going into the contest that I care to win the most because the, the prize to first is the highest. I, I, I think that's a fine decision if that's what you want to do. The one thing that I've noticed is that um, I, I tend to be opinionated in the post build. And if, if you don't have any opinions, I would suggest doing it that way. Um, the, the only thing that happens for me specifically is that, you know, let's say that there are some exposures, uh, to, to a team that I'm not getting that I want to go and get, and I, I want to search those out. And I, I talked a little bit about this in the pro video that we did last week with Jordan and Scott. But, um, if, if I have to force the builder to give me some of the teams that I want to see, you know, those, those teams are going to come from the bottom. So what's going to happen is that, you know, let's say I have 20 lineups, one through 20. Uh, what what Saberson is going to do is it's like, okay, uh, let, let me get rid of the bottom four lineups and replace them with the exposures to the teams that match your request. And then those are going to come in at the bottom of my pool. So if, if I want any of those, what I'm considering my type of like leverage plays, in my top dollar contest, I'm never going to get those because Saberson is just going to give me um, the the one through twenty first. Those lineups are going to go into like my twenty five cent twenty max in the example that we're talking about there, right? So so I end up in a little bit of a dilemma where like, okay, you know, um, I I think these plays are are good. I I do want to see some of them in in my lineups here. So because of that reason specifically. I personally like to use unique random. Um, you know, there there is more variance, I think, with that approach. Uh you could you could have a lineup uh miss a lot a lot of the time, right? But but by doing it that way specifically gives me the uh I guess comfort that, you know, there was a chance that the teams that I wanted got into my higher dollar contest and I will take whatever proportion of stacks that are with that team got into the contest uh i'm not like filling unique random and then going and checking the contest and making sure i got like the right amount i'm kind of just accepting the variance but just knowing that i can get to those teams it makes me feel a little better so uh definitely i think both versions of that are okay uh just kind of depends on the type of player you are what you want your lineups to look like for different contests all right, uh, next question here from Mike, and then we will jump over to the YouTube chat here. Question says, hey, Andrew, what is the best way to stack teams in MLB using Saberson? Meaning, for example, if I want 20% of Yankees Mets in one stacked lineup, and also to add that, how do you control the one-offs to what you want in your lineups as well? Okay, so if you want to build game stacks, uh, saying, you know, Meaning, for example, if I want 20% of Yankees Mets in one stacked lineup, uh, if you're looking for like specific combinations of stacks, that is offered in the home screen here. Uh, maybe they're on the main slate. Okay, I see Mets 
and I see Yankees. Okay, so so what you can do if you want specific stacks, what go to the team stacks tab on the home screen. There's this little arrow for next to each team, which opens up a drop down. This shows you New York plus Chicago, New York plus Cleveland. So I, what I can do is I can go down to New York plus the Mets, and then I can do a min exposure of 20% here. This is the only way to control this post uh, pre pre or post build. Um, so, so if, if this is what you want, you're going to have to do this in the home screen, which I think is fine here. So just open up that drop down, go down to the Mets, increase your min exposure to the Mets here. And then second part, how do you control the one-offs you want in your lineups as well? Uh, so this kind of depends on, on what you mean by control. I guess uh, let's go back to the early slate. If, if you have a lineup that you like where you just, you have this, you know, five to one stack maybe, and you just don't like the, the one player who's being used uh, as like a solo piece in that lineup here. Right. So I'm going to go to my five, two ones. Uh, I think this is a good example here. Maybe not. Rudando door is just so cheap. Um, okay, I, I think this one's a better. So, so we have this five two one, five Diamondbacks, two A's, and then a giant one off. Let's say that you do not want to play Tyro Estrada, right? You want to play somebody else. What I would do is set a rule here, or I'm sorry, not set a rule. So you can click this little pencil icon. This allows you to manually edit your lineup. So what I could do is I could go and remove Tyro Estrada. And then I could go and see what other players are available at the second base position. And then I could uh, swap them here, right? So maybe I don't want to play Estrada. Maybe I would rather play Bryson Stott for whatever reason. The builder is going to put Bryson Stott in the lineup. I can save the lineup. And then what is going to happen is that the builder is automatically going to lock the lineup. So what this means is that whether or not you make any other adjustments to exposures um, players, etc. We are always going to make sure that this lineup ends up in your set that you take with you here. So if you want to handle it like on a lineup by lineup basis, uh, that is how I would suggest doing it. If you, uh, one thing that we talk about is like setting a rule here that looks like this, where what you, what you do is you, you choose a stat and we use home runs specifically. And then you say, if at least one player from a team has a low home run expectation, such as 0.1, then use exactly two players on the same team. So what we're saying is like, hey, if a guy has a low chance of hitting a home run, we don't really want to use him as a one-off. We'd rather only use that player in a stack. So this is like a way of basically curating your one-off pool to only allow certain type of players as one-offs here. Um, th there's probably different ways that you can do this here, but it just really depends what you're looking for. But I think that the rules are super flexible. You can create manual group rules where you could, you know, uh, create a rule for specific players only. Um, there, there's a lot of different things that you could do here. So I think that those are a couple ways that you could manage your one-offs. All right, jumping over to the YouTube chat. Daniel said, hey, thanks again for another amazing live show. I'm running the early only slate at 3 p.m. for FanDuel, getting 75 to 80% Philly with them being super expensive. If playing four cards, how would you go with your diversification? Sorry, I missed this one. Is it better to play optimals for showdown or just use a Sabre score metric? Okay, um, so so these are two different questions. So let's answer 
really quickly, uh, Mike said, yes, exactly what I was looking to do with the stacking. You gave me some good ideas. Appreciate it. Happy to help you, Mike. Uh, good luck in your contest. All right, getting back to this one. So, so the question really is, I'm getting 75 to 80% Philly with them being super expensive. If I'm playing four cards, how would you go with your diversification? Uh, so let's go to the early slate and let's go to FanDuel. Early only. Okay, so this is the early only. We have Philly. Uh, when you say cards, cards to me means Cardinals, but but maybe maybe cards mean something else. So if you could if you could clarify what cards means, that that'd be great. So if I'm playing four cards, how far would you go with your diversification? Um, all right. So so to me, seventy five to eighty percent is is probably too much here uh, for for my personal taste here. So let's just say like I'm building lineups here, right? I'm gonna make my two adjustments on the home screen. I'm just going to generate 500 lineups here, and then we can talk about some uh, diversification tools, right? But it really depends also how many lineups you're building. Uh, so maybe you're saying like you're building four lineups instead of cards here. Not really sure. I'm going to do this as if I'm building for a 20 max here, and we'll just kind of uh, see, see where we end up. All right, lineups are finishing here. Uh, we are in the post build. I'm just going to click on all batters here just to see this a little simpler. Um, seeing a ton of Arizona, right? We have six of our top seven exposures to batters are all Arizona, and they're all over 40% here. So this is probably too much for me. Um, if I were to go look at Arizona, they're in a ton of pool exposures here, right? They're in like 44% of our pool exposures. Uh, so, so I'm not super interested in like limiting them heavily here. I, I would say that, you know, for me, for this particular slate, uh, 50% is probably going to be like the number here for me, like a max exposure of up 50 to, to all these batters. And just like anyone kind of close. So then boom. Okay. So then that's going to spread us out a little bit here. Uh, some, Philly guys start to creep up here, seeing seeing some Philly guys come into the picture. And then now what I wanted to use, I want to I want to do like a little more diversification with mini neeks here. And then I'm gonna increase this to four. Because there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's eight batters in, in one pitcher here. So I think I think four is fine. Uh that puts us down to line up 91. Let's see what five does. five also leaves us at 91. So, the, so I think this is fine. So we're over half of our pool, like half of the players in our lineups um, are different from every other lineup in, in our pool of 20 lineups here. Like that's what many uniques is doing. So basically saying five out of nine players are different for every single lineup. Um, we know that we are pretty spread out on batters here. So, so as far as like, um, Min uniques diversification. That's all I kind of really want to do here. And then now I'm going to go back to my right, right to left approach. So I would think that my stack types are all fine. All four stacks at a minimum here. Uh, not super concerned about game stacks, still 70% Arizona, but I think that's okay. And I want to go in and look at Arizona specifically here. So I'm going to sort by team and then I'm going to sort, sort, uh, search for Arizona here. So team Arizona, and let me just make a little space here. Um, let's get 
rid of now nah, let's not get rid of anything okay so three hitter for arizona uh 40 percent five hitter 40 percent two hitter 10 percent eight hitter 15 percent one hitter 20 percent six hitter five percent four hitter 50 percent seven hitter 35 percent the only person i'm probably going to increase here is pavin smith and then i'm just going to put a uh like bottom threshold here for emmanuel rivera uh, since we're stacking them just so heavily, I want to make sure that I kind of get to all these guys here. Uh, so 10% of each that boosted them all up. Uh, so, so now we're, we're, we look like a little flatter across the lineup here. So I, I'm frankly okay with that. Going to go back to my top exposures here. Going to go to my team stacks, still 75% Arizona. I, I'm going to roll with it. I, I think this would be okay. At least I know that, okay, I'm getting a lot of Arizona, but I'm spread out across the lineup. I'm making sure to get to all Arizona batters here. So um, that's that's how I look at it. I don't look at it as, you know, team stack is like the end-all be-all here. Uh, a lot of these are four stacks as well, right? So um, just, just depends what you're comfortable with, really, really, at the end of the day. I think that you can lower this. You know, maybe you don't want to play anyone more than 40%, right? And then you just go... Uh, 40% to all these guys, like you're not, the, the, the approach for this is not a player by player approach. It's basically just a way of spreading out your exposures to all your batters. Right. But frankly, for me, this is fine. Uh, even then no more than 40%, 10 individual batter still getting Arizona at 60%. I would be fine with that. Right. But I think it's a combination of like mini neeks, some, some, uh, guardrail exposure adjustments, and just taking a peek at all of this combined here. But if I if I missed anything specific about that question that you wanted to answer, just, just let me know. All right, second part of the question was, is it better to play optimals for showdown or just use the Sabre score metric? Uh, so I think our single game metric is is really good here. I think that, you know, I was I was having a discussion with somebody about this in, in support uh, yesterday or the day before, and what really happens is that, you know, you're going to get some outlier sim optimal lineups where, especially like for basketball, let's talk about basketball here. You're going to get like some player combinations that just show up over and over. Right. And then you're going to have like um, four sim optimals, three sim optimals. And then you're going to get to the point where, where a lot of these lineups are tiny. You know what I mean? A lot of them are like, Hey, um, oh, this is not a showdown. You're going to get to a point where it's like, hey, you know, I have five lineups with two sim optimals, or I have five lineups with three sim optimals. I have 10 lineups with two sim optimals. And and how do you kind of break those ties, right, is is really the question here uh, to me, right? And I think that's where our single game metric for um, in, in the post build really comes into play and really does a good job because then it, it takes it, it takes a balance of, mean projection and average adjusted ownership negatively weighted and then breaks those breaks those ties and gives you what it perceives to be the best lineups from from there so i I think that you know using sim optimals by itself is fine but i think that allowing the builder to have that little extra input uh also goes a long way here so if you click on your sorting metrics here uh you can click into any sorting metric and see what the formula is here so, so basically what sim optimals is, right? Our top lineup is nine sim optimals. If we look at our single game metric, that that is like the first part 
of this formula. So it would basically be just um, getting rid of the sum projection and the average adjusted own variables here and only using sim optimals. But with the single game metric, you know, when, when you get a little lower here, and I accidentally sorted the wrong way. So we have nine sim optimals. We have seven. We have seven. We have six, six, five, 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 five. I think this, I think this five is, is a great number here, right? So our sixth lineup is sim optimals five. And then all the way until lineup 14, which is also sim optimals five. So somehow the builder needs to say, hey, how do I figure out which lineup is 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th in the correct order and, and allowing these other variables to be part of the formula that, that breaks those ties, that makes those decisions is ultimately a good thing in, in, in my opinion. You know, maybe you're not playing 14 lineups. Maybe you're maybe you're playing, you know, uh, 10, right? And, and how do you figure that out? So I, I think the single game metric is really good here, and I would roll with that over raw sim optimals. And it pr probably gets worse the, the lower you go, right? You're probably going to get a ton of fours uh, if we go if we go further in the pool here, and then a ton of threes. And, and how do you break all these ties, right? So um, for for those reasons specifically, I would highly recommend using the single game metric over just raw sim optimals. All right. Uh, Ryan Nelson says, Sim giving me 100% AZ stacks for this early slate across 57 lineups. This should be fun. So, so Ryan, I know you're like joking in here a little bit. Uh, I, I I was getting something similar right in the build that I just ran for the early slate. Um, so so good luck to you. But, you know, there, there are ways to to spread out that risk a little bit. And um, if, if you're a more risk averse person, so I would I would really, you know, try and utilize some of the things that we just talked about with that FanDuel early uh, slate. Um, example here with with the capped batter exposures with the um, min uniques um, with 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 some of these ways to 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 make the builder work a little harder rather than just play what it perceives to be the best plays at at an uncapped rate. Daniel said, "I'm I'm playing four lineups. Sorry, uh, no no worries, man. Um, you know the the process is going to be really uh, process is going to be kind of similar. You know when when um." When you're playing a handful of lineups here, I I would say I would I would even be more inclined to be more spread out, but but it just really depends what what you what you think here, right? So if if I'm playing four lineups, I need to make a decision that basically says you know, am am I okay going all in on one team? And and if the answer is yes, I think that's fine. If the answer is no then you need to figure out what you need to do from there. So um, pretty interesting. You know, our top four lineups here, based on the adjustments that we already made, which which we should reset these because we were kind of forcing some exposure to um, some some players on Arizona that, that was probably hurting us here, some of those min exposures that we set. But when, when we increase this to five min uniques for four lineups, we're at lineup – uh, 10th is our lowest lineup, all big stacks, uh, three Arizona stacks, and then a couple like supporting stacks here. Uh, you have to, you have to figure out, you know, what, what you want your lineups to look like and what you're okay with. So, um, I, I think that some of those, 
some of those thoughts for like bigger lineups probably don't apply here. Like I wouldn't cap batters. Um, I would, I would probably just be okay with, with playing, you know, 75% of a couple batters. If I'm okay going all in on Arizona here, or even, um, Tyro Estrada from, from San Francisco here, he probably just grades out really well. Um, at the same way Perdomo does, but, um, Try, trying to give you like some some useful tips here. Uh, <laughs> it's it's really hard, right? It's really hard. You you have to figure out. You know, this is probably why I like running a research build to to help me gather my thoughts on the slate and like make some decisions about what direction I want to go. Even before I get to this step, um, I feel like I'm kind of flying blind here a little bit, right? Because I'm just trying to make these like. Uh, split second decisions about teams here, but, but I like to, you know, run a research build, um, look at the matchups, look at the weather, and then kind of come to some conclusions. And then I, for, for me, I would need to know if I'm okay going all in on Arizona. And then if I think Arizona is just the best play, I wouldn't even play them at 75%. I probably just play them in all four lineups and be okay with them missing because they just seem like such a good play today. And then I would probably make sure that all of my Arizona stacks or even four stacks. If if I liked Arizona and I just think they're the best play on the slate, I would probably do something exactly like that. But uh, you gotta you gotta figure that out for yourself and and decide what direction you want to go. Ryan said I got one hundred percent of AZ with three mini uniques. The builders saying don't be stupid, play you Darvish and AZ. Uh, sometimes sometimes it's that easy. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I would say that the builder can can be telling you like, hey, you could win a contest playing you Darvish and AZ and then differentiating elsewhere. Right. So I think that what's really interesting about this team stacks tab right now is that we have hundred percent AZ in our four lineups. Right. But then we, we don't have any other team used more than once. So, so the builder is getting spread out. The builder is saying like, Hey, play your AZ um, over here. It's not, you know, our, our top pitcher is Ryan Nelson, which is, Actually, very funny that your name is Ryan Nelson. Uh, spelled spelled differently here. I'm sure pronounced a little bit differently here. Uh, so so we're not getting to as much Darvish. We're only getting to one Darvish. But but the builders telling me like, hey, it's okay to play Arizona. You know, let's say that we had 100% Darvish. It's okay to play Darvish, but get different elsewhere, and then go and get exposure to four different teams, and then see if we can kind of mix and match, and then find a way to to ultimately get there. Right. So I think that you know. Sometimes it, it really only takes one play to, to be different to help you win a contest. I think that, you know, this top stack is really interesting here that we have a four stack of AZ. We have a two stack of the Giants. And then we have a one-off from Oakland, the five here, and then a one-off from the Twins with an eight hitter. Like probably w- with the ownership here, this 3%, Oakland A's Carlos Perez is like probably enough to get you, you know, unique and, and, and like not even have to worry about being duplicated. Right. But, uh, but that's just one example here. Kyle said, is there a way to see what the top stacks will be? So, so the best way to figure that out is run a build, go into the post build and then see what the top stacks that you're getting are. Um, we don't have like a, um, on like the home screen, you know, like a top stack tool or anything like that. What you could do is you could come into team stacks and then you could sort by projected runs to see what the highest implied run total teams are. But we don't offer like any type of like leverage where, where we think you should play. Uh, we really try to let 
the builder kind of guides you to those decisions. So, so come in, you know, run a build, don't adjust anything on the home screen, and then just kind of see what you're getting on the other side. The, the closest thing that we have to like an estimation of optimals is our stack pool exposure. So this is basically how often a specific team comes up across all the lineups that we build. So uh, here, you know, you ask for 20 lineups, we're going to build you 500 and give you some options here. And then across that 500, you know, this is basically a summary. It's like, hey, in, in, in all of the lineups that were created, Arizona actually came up 44% of the time. I think what's like most interesting is that, okay, you know, Arizona came up 44% of the time. We're getting to a lot of them naturally here, right? And let's say that we're playing 20 lineups instead, and we're not even looking at many uniques yet. We're just doing research. Um, we have 100% of our lineups, 20 out of 20, have Arizona, but we only have one Cincinnati lineup, and they're in about as many of the pool lineups as Arizona is, right? So, like, why is that, right? And that might be a um, ownership uh, decision that the builder made, right? So, if you go and look at the ownerships of the batters on Arizona, uh, we have sort by order here. 14%, 3 percent 27 12 11 5 10 12 1 And then we go and look at Cincinnati. And 25 36 28 10, 14, 24, 13, 2, 1. So uh, ownerships for Cincinnati look to be much, much higher on this slate, probably because they're playing in Colorado, as opposed to Arizona. So what the builder is saying is like, hey, you know, we, we I think that these two teams are really similar. Like I, I'm speaking as if I'm the builder. I think these two teams are, are very similar. I think that, you know, their uh, implied run totals are really close. I think that the batters uh, match up fairly well against each other. But this other team is like way, like half as owned as Cincinnati. So that is what is making the builder go and give you more Arizona. Right. But maybe, maybe you're like, okay, well they're, they're close. Right. So, so that doesn't mean I want to be all in on Arizona and, and all out on Cincinnati uh, just because of ownership. Maybe I want to play it a little closer to the vest here. Right. And so maybe I want to play, uh, max 75% Arizona, and I want to at least get 25% exposure to Cincinnati, right? And maybe you make that decision to kind of bring those teams closer because we know that that they're um, generally both good plays on this slate with how often they're showing up in our stack pool exposure, right? So that's kind of the feedback that I'm looking for, and that is how I'm going through thinking about these things prior to f- finishing my lineup set that I'm ultimately going to submit here. Uh, Kyle said, would, would like to find an edge on going for some minimum owned stacks if I choose a chalky pitcher. Yeah, so so kind of getting back to like this this one lineup here, I would just be like a little careful with that thinking. Um, there, there are nine players in this lineup, right? If, if one of your pieces is chalky, that doesn't mean that all the other pieces in your lineup need to be super low owned. Like you, Darvish, is, is 45% owned here. But he is only one out of nine players in this lineup. That that's you know like eleven percent or whatever here. Um, it's okay to go and play a four stack of of another chalky team here, right? Like we're still on Fanduel. You still have three, four other roster spots to fill out here, and and that's what the builder is kind of doing here, right? It's going and getting a six percent on Michael Conforto. It's going and getting a three percent on Carlos Perez, 
And then uh, Willie Castro and Estrada are both about 11% owned here, right? So so not like in the 20s, 30s, uh, you know, right around 10%. But these these four plays alone, you know, are, are going to differentiate you enough. And then th- these players showed up as good plays in the Sims often enough to make it into this lineup. You're playing the Chalky U Darvish. You're playing the... Um, what Saber Sim is saying is like the high leverage Arizona play here, and then you're still getting different, right? So um, I, I would just say, you know, you might not need to get as different as you might think, and the builder is going to show you what it believes, how different you need to get to 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 have enough leverage on the field to take down contests, but still play the best plays. All right. Uh, looks like we are all cut up in support discord and youtube chat here uh if anybody has any additional questions now is a great time to get those in so i will wait for any questions to come in for a minute here while i talk about owner's box Uh, if you guys are not playing on owner's box what are you doing you guys got to get over there the contests continue to overlay the contests are generally softer than what you're going to find on DraftKings, FanDuel or Yahoo here. You cannot beat overlaid contests. You cannot beat no rake contests. I would highly recommend including those in your contest mix. And then if you use code Saber or SaberSim when you sign up, one, you can get a $500 deposit bonus. And then two, we will track your entry fees. And each time you hit one of these thresholds, $3,500 in entries, $5,000 in entries, $7,500 in entries. Uh, we will reach out to you at each of those markers and ask if you want to cash in that credit. If you say yes, it will reset to zero and there is no limit on the amount of credit that you can earn. So that number will uh, automatically start being tracked once again. But looks like we are all set here, everybody. So until tomorrow, uh, I will see you guys. Uh, take care. Good luck in your lineups. If a question pops in your head throughout the day, Drop it in the Office Hours channel. If you're not in the Discord, there's a link in the description below. Uh, Nice to have a steady queue of questions to get started with prior to tomorrow's show. Uh, Looking forward to the Thursday sweat. Thursdays are great. We got golf. We got early MLB, so get that all-day sweat. So until tomorrow, take care. Good luck in your contest. I will see you all. Bye.